What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We had a lot of news fall into our laps on that little Thanksgiving break that we took, and also a longer time to have permission to talk about these things, so we do today. Uh, we talk about Rondell Hunt and the IPF uh, that has issued him a suspension, and we give the details on that and how it's related to Sheffield and how it's related to his absence at the Corrupted Classic. We also talk about just potential other IPF suspensions that could happen and has happened to certain people around the globe because of coaching. Steve and I talk about that. Also, speaking of Steve, he gets in trouble. So a little code of conduct violation from Steve DeNovi. Talks a little bit specifics on that. We have a commercial gym story. A lot of great stuff on this episode of Two White Lights. Thank you for listening. Make sure you're subscribing to... Two White Lights on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating on Spotify. Leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts as well. And we would like to thank you for all the listens you guys have accumulated on Spotify. I mentioned it to be the last part of the episode, but I want to thank you guys twice because you are, without a doubt, the best fans in powerlifting, and we love you. And also, go on twowhitelights.com and get yourself some merchandise. We got the hoodies, limited stock, but they're still there. Um, and uh, we have a whole lot of other merchandise. Again, Merchandise is dwindling because it's been up there for a while. So if you guys see something, grab it. Make sure you grab it because the stuff's going to go away. And, you know, you want to show how much you're a fan of Two White Lights, make sure you're buying some of that. We have all the codes with all of our athletes. And we're going to have some more athletes come on board as well. Excited for that. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. Yeah, just saying this one gets some Ooh, baby, I like it, bro. And as promised, we are back from Thanksgiving break. Got a little bit of enjoyment with, you know, family, friends, you know, the shit you do on Thanksgiving. And we had some news kind of stockpile on us, and we get to unleash a lot of it this week. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a couple things we've been kind of holding back on. A couple that we need to know if we had permission to make public. Another one that I wanted to make sure I was allowed to talk about, and I still don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, yeah. but honestly, at this point, I don't really care. So we'll just talk about it if I get if I get banned, whatever. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good way to, you know, preface an episode right here. So, um, yeah, this uh, news kind of fell into our laps, and it kind of started with Corrupted. There was some rumblings that Corrupted and I think you have a better inside edge on all of this because I think you're the one actually having the conversation with all parties involved. So, Steve, let the people know what was going on here. Yeah. Well, before we've been hyping this up, am I before I even say it? Am I wrong in thinking that this is one of the most insane Gaston Federation stories we've ever had? Am I? Am I? Do you think? Are you in agreement with me on that? Yeah, I guess only because I will give the IPF credit here. I, I, there's not too many crazy, ridiculous things that happen consistently. I mean, the bench range of motion thing was there. And then, you know, a few social media posts that we like to poke fun of was there as well. But this one, um, yeah, I think everyone like who's involved and we spoke to, it's like, this is kind of shitty. But I, I want to hear, you know, like, the actual specifics of it. Cause you do the thing of leaving like a ton of voice recordings while I'm at work and can't fully listen and then dive in and then give my takes You're on welcome. it. So this is, I don't know. It's appreciated. I not, but now you get like my unfiltered takes in the moment, like my actual genuine takes. All right. So the Sheffield's coming up. Yes, it is. I think we know about that, right? Mm -hmm. Tickets so, on sale. There's some people, there's wild card. There's wild card spots available, and we talked about how the, the wild card qualification is pretty open-ended. It's basically have you competed in an IPF event at some point in your tenure, mm -hmm. meaning like Ashton is is qualified. Uh, Rondell is qualified. Yes, that was and your so pick. There's been a lot of rumblings. There, Yeah, there, be, there there's a lot of rumblings of like, wouldn't it be cool to see Rondell versus Taylor Atwood? And I, I think some people agree. 
I'm not going to speak on behalf of the people putting together the Sheffield. I don't know their full opinions, nor am I going to state that. But I, what I do know is there were conversations to have Rondell in Sheffield. He had multiple meetings with the Trinidad Federation and I believe the IPF. Um, I'm going to withhold the name of the IPF member who he was having conversations with because I don't feel like uh, we want to get pulled away at a national meet again and talk to on the side for false information. So we'll just keep that on the down low. I don't have um, his numbers. I checked. I actually checked. I don't, he didn't. I don't know. If, I think he went to the calculator app. I don't, I don't have his number. I was going to call him for this just because, like, maybe we could follow up on certain things. But, yeah. So there was multiple conversations about how to get Rondell into Sheffield. And it were, from my understanding, it was very serious conversations. And it started getting to the point where it seemed like Rondell was going to be in Sheffield. Um, I, I might have some things wrong here on who told who, because this is where some of the, the, the things that I didn't understand. There are so many weird things going back and forth on if Trinidad told him to do this or the IPF told him to do this. But either way, I think it came from the IPF to Trinidad. And they told Dell, if you want any chance of doing the Sheffield, you have to drop out of the Corrupted Classic, which that's where the rumblings came from. I and mean, we were all kind of figuring, I mean, people were talking that, oh, Rondell dropped out of the Corrupted Classic because of Sheffield. He must be getting in. That's kind of true. Here's where it gets unbelievable. The Wednesday of the Corrupted Classic he is informed by the Trinidad Federation that if he wants to do Sheffield, he needs to sign up for a membership again, because I believe he had not been a member since 2019, because I don't know the full story here, but there's been issues with the Trinidad Federation, and the IPF, like apparently they've been in court. Apparently this year they're not in court anymore. It's a whole weird thing. Um, and he had not been able to do IPF meets. Um, so he had not had a membership with that federation. Um, hence coming to do USAPL this year. Um, so he had to re-sign up for a membership, which I assume meant he had to pay for it. That's usually what happens with membership. Three days later, the day of the Corrupted Classic, he was hopped on another call with uh, Trinidad or the IPF. Again, I'm not sure which one he was talking to, but I know this came down from the IPF to Trinidad. And he received a one-year suspension for competing in the game day barbell meet in June. Mm. So... They knew this entire time he had competed in the game day barbell meet. Through this entire time, they kept telling him that they were going to try and get him in the Sheffield. They tell him to drop out of the Corrupted Classic. They tell him to sign up for a membership because I think why they did that and is because they can't suspend him until he's now a member. And now since he's a member again, he's like in sense violated the rules. And now they can suspend him on the day of the Corrupted Classic because guess what? Now he can't do the Corrupted Classic because it's already the day of and he can't just, just all of a sudden go do it. That actually happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are so many layers to how horrible that is. Let, what's your response first? And then we'll get into the layers of this and how it's... selective this decision was. To, all right, so this is the sticky situation. For, like, as soon as I heard this, this is a sticky situation of having you know certain lifters compete at Sheffield who haven't done an IPF sanctioned meet in a long time. And I'm going to put that timeline as 2019. That's what we talked about when we had that show as Chance, is who should get in, what should take precedent over the other. I think Rondell has a solid case because of what we've seen him do, you know, past 2019 in other federations. But the only reason why I thought about that is because Ray Williams was the big person bought up. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, how are we going to get like these people in if they're not in good standing with the IPF? Ray's last meet was a USAPL meet after we got suspended. And then Rondell's, you know, was in a bad, like Trinidad Tobago from Trinidad and Tobago, from my understanding, has a really tumultuous relationship with the IPF and hasn't been in a good standing with them for a while. So I'm like, let's just avoid this, Uh, remove them from the conversation so you can focus on people who are currently in the IPF, who did IPF Worlds, who did the most recent IPF Worlds and get them into Sheffield. That, to me, makes the most sense, and you avoid headaches from this. To me, this is the big issue with it, is trying to pull some strings, using some loopholes, going around the back door, and then at the very last moment there, 
screw someone over out of the spot, and now you seem not only like a dumbass for doing that, if I'm speaking of the Federation's behalf, and two, it seems like it's an orchestrated planned attempt for them not to compete in a certain Federation. Any way you look at it, it's a lose on your end. You just, if this gets public, which it kind of is right now, you just look not only stupid, but deceiving as well. And you don't want to be both. You at least want to be a cunning asshole. It's not, look, it, it's not looking deceiving. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see no way this wasn't purposefully deceptive. Allegedly. <laughs> because I agree with you. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. And we talked about this, I think, on the original talk about Sheffield, that one, we thought the people should have to have done Worlds this year. Like, I, I don't love, I understand. We talked about the marketing side of it. I understand the, the broad spectrum of what is wildcard so that SPD can have a little bit more leeway in inviting who they want to. But if they don't want Rondell and Sheffield, just say it. Don't have multiple meetings with him. Lead him on. Tell him to drop out of a meet. Make him sign up for a membership the week of that meet he dropped out of. And then the day of the meet, tell him he's suspended for a year and he can't do Sheffield. This was highly orchestrated. I have zero doubt about that. And it's highly selective. Because guess what? For a couple, it, there, There's a couple of instances here that if it happens, that it is the exact same scenario. One, all lifters who competed for the most part in 2022 USAPL were at one point members of an IPF affiliate in 2021 of USAPL, just like Rondell in 2019 was a member of an IPF affiliate. They then left, went to the USAPL being a non-IPF affiliate, competed, and now in 2023, a lot of those lifters are switching back and trying to go Worlds. They're not getting suspended, but that's the same thing. But I'll even one-up this. If Ray Williams gets an invite to Sheffield and is allowed to do it, that is verbatim the situation Rondell just went through mm. yeah. because he competed in USAPL after the situation. He has not competed in IPF since 20, 2020 when he bombed out at Worlds. And then if he receives no, an invite so. to Sheffield, is allowed to do it. Oh, yeah, 2019 Worlds. So same thing. Hasn't yeah. been a member, uh, been to the IPF since 2019. I think Rondell was maybe 2018, though. Um that would be verbatim the same situation. And if he was allowed to do that, which I'm pretty sure he's a powerlifting American member right now. So he is allowed to do it. He is allowed to go to worlds currently because I believe he was signed up to do yeah. PA nationals last year mm -hmm. after the USAPL meet he did. So this is 100% an orchestrated selective move by Gaston's Federation um, for whatever reason whether I, I've heard rumors, I mean, I, one, it could be blackballing international lifters from getting the USAPL and setting a precedent that if you're an international lifter, and you're trying to go to USAPL, we're going to blackball you. Um, I've heard things through the grapevine that uh, possibly the IPF, uh, because of their political issues with Trinidad, didn't want a Trinidad lifter going to uh, Sheffield. They would prefer European lifters mm -hmm. because that would be taking a spot away from a European lifter. Either way, this is one of... I was watching FIFA uncovered on Netflix the other day. And as I'm doing it and know of this situation, I'm literally thinking the setup of FIFA sounds a lot like the IPF of, of the selective nature of how they want to go about things. I'm not saying money's exchanged hands, but how in the world have we went to Belarus twice? Um, and the U S keeps getting turned down. Yeah. But I don't know. Th this was, <laughs> I, if you're if you're a top level lifter and you want any freedom, if this doesn't tell you that the the IPF is a complete dictatorship, then I don't know what does. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, we play both sides of the fence here because I think our past ten, uh, like our, like we have like a ten episode range where we either trash the USAPL or trash the IPF. Um, and I'm in agreement. Like for me, I don't. For me, the situation, um, like I said earlier. With just the whole rumors coming up of certain lifters getting into Sheffield and then not doing Worlds, that is where the issue began. Because if you just establish that precedent, you get to avoid all of this. And I think the worst thing that happened, like, just with this whole situation is the fact they just didn't say, like, okay, you know what? If you didn't do Worlds this year, you're done. It's over. Granted, you, you cut out a lot of people. You cut out Leah Bavall. You cut out, like, people who... Would be great for the meet, but you're establishing a president, so you avoid these type of types of headaches. Um, part of me is just still like, 
you can't be this stupid, right? So I, that's why I don't, I'm not fully on it's a deceptive move from Gassan's Federation and other people involved because it's just, it, you can't be that dumb because you do not come out in the positive in any way here. How, how is it? I would agree or is with you it, if they didn't tell him to sign up for a membership the week of the meet that they told him to drop out of and then suspended him the day of that meet. Tell me how in any world that is not deceptive. Tell tell me how that was just unless you are unless tell you, me how three days be, tell, unless you are that tell me stupid. how three days before the corrupted summit. I don't think they are. There's precedent. Three days before the corrupted summit, we get notified as well. There, there's there, there's coinc there's too much coincidental timing here as well as a, I could get into the corrupted summit stuff about uh, I I know of people that apparently are lifting in an animal cage in next mm. in two weeks uh, that's an exhibition lift and that's not an issue but the the exhibition lifts at corrupted summit were an issue well if there's uh, if, I mean hey we yeah. don't know that animal cage who does it have there in the exhibition does it have IPF suspended athletes because USAPL lifters are IPF suspended athletes. That, right? that wasn't the issue, though. The issue with the Corrupted Summit was it had supposed referees, which, mm -hmm. which was just a... Do you remember who the referee was? A guy. It was one of the attendees. Was, thank you. Yeah, attendees. I'm sorry, I don't remember your name, but thank you. Guy. And he gave a down... Yes, it was Guy. It was some but guy. He gave a down command. Yeah. It was an attendee who gave a down command just to help us out, just to make it fun. And then, yes, there was money involved, and that was the second issue. But the money was our fun way of paying all the pros to be there, which we were doing anyways. We just did it in a fun way that was different than just each paying you like 150 bucks. We just did a tiered competition, and all of you guys competed, so you guys all got paid for being there. Yeah. Uh, so that was the reason why. So it would be double if, if, it was an, if there was an exhibition lift and WADA suspended athletes at the animal cage. I don't know, but no, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't see in any world how there wasn't some level of deceit and it was just strictly stupidity on, on the point here. Hey, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, like sometimes it's with people making decisions and involved in these things. It maybe can be as simple as they just, they fumbled in the worst possible way. You know what I'm trying to do, Steve? I'm trying to avoid like it's a potential... <laughs> Like we got to get the fire and ice here. Good cop, bad cop. Ex I don't even like. Ex okay, you can blame good cop all you want. Please explain to me this, <laughs> why you would tell him on a Wednesday to sign up for a membership and pay money to do so, to then suspend him three days later, knowing that you were going to suspend him. Hey, please explain to me how that's not deceitful. But but you please. don't get the but you don't get. The, the end result, which is a person not competing in that federation, right? Like, they, you're just getting – it's the easiest way, the easiest selling point for any other federation that's not your own, right? Like, can, can we agree there? It's like, oh, this, well, this isn't – you're suspended for – Rondell suspended for a year. The thing you should do, go to the pro series. Easy. Like, right, like easiest well, decision now. ever. Yeah, exactly. Easiest thing ever. So, you don't – what do you gain in this? You just gain a lifter clearly that's going to go to your opposition. Well, I told you there's the, the there's two theories. One, blackballing international lifters, or two, the thought of that they didn't want a Trinidad lifter and or Rondell doing Sheffield, and so they wanted to blackball that. But either way, yes, I agree. Like they 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 knew he probably was going to go back to the USAPL, but the deceit was in the sense of making him sign up for a membership making him drop out of a USAPL meet and then waiting until the day of that meet to let him know he's suspended when very obviously they knew prior to that. They, did, they didn't just decide Saturday of the Corrupted Strength Classic that they were suspending him. That, that wasn't like a random thing. Like, you know what? I didn't know he did the game day meet. I just found out today yeah. on the day of the meet I told him to drop out of. Okay. Well, but even within this news, with all the rumblings and stuff, it led me to an actual like, Thought, which is crazy. Don't have many of those. You have thoughts? I have thoughts. And one of those... I thought those left once you shaved. Um, no, I actually got smarter. You know why? Because I have to work on a personality. When you shave your beard, you have to work on other things that isn't your, you know, your face being covered. You got to work on personality, sense of humor, um, and intellect. But I, I just... And this was always um, kind of the thought I was having... Uh, throughout this whole suspension thing that the USAPL is in with the IPF, 
what about the coaches? Right? Like, yeah. what points are certain people going to get suspended for being at USAPL meets and being a part of the America meets? Because you should be suspended, oh. right? Like, at a point, if you, if we you, do enter- have one sus- we do have one suspension. Who? They're only applying it in a certain scenario, though. Isaac Whistler. Isaac Whistler has been suspended. Though is because he was an athlete who then coached at a meet he wasn't allowed to. They have yet to suspend coaches only. Okay. Oh, you didn't know you didn't know Isaac was suspended, or you didn't know the rule. Um, didn't know exactly. That was from the Virgin Islands, though. Correct. No, that's from Powerlifting America. Okay. Well, that that may he, he coached it. He coached it. Was it USPA drug tested nationals or USPA nationals? It was some USPA national meet, I believe he coached at. And since he was an athlete for powerlifting America, he was suspended. They have not suspended coaches going back and forth yet, though. But I'm waiting for them to be selective on that. I hope they aren't. Because once they do, I think that means well, for if you're me, so- that easily decides where I yeah. who I'm where I'm going to be coaching. Like I will not be at powerlifting America nationals if I'm if I have to choose between the two, my, my lifters who do that already know that I've already made them aware that like, Hey, if, if it ever comes to the point where they suspend, suspend, suspend people for going to both national meets, I, I'm going to have to go where the majority of my lifters are. Um, but I just had, uh, there's a lifter in, uh, Australia. I just, I know of that just got suspended. Um, he's a coach only. He hasn't competed in a while. Um, someone saw him on a live stream at IPL worlds and, mm reported him to the APU and the APU gave him a one year suspension. I, that is the rule though, just in general. If you are, if you are in, if you are a member of a yes, certain, that is the rule. Yeah. So are, I don't know. I guess there's, could there be ways around it? Say if you're just not a signed member of like powerlifting America, nope. can you, well, like, no, because you can't coach, you can't coach at powerlifting America nationals without it. Because okay. the rule is not well, same local. thing for like, USAPL. Like, then, if you're like for a... instance, this 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 coach I'm talking about, he can coach at local APU meets. He can also coach at like local non APU meets. It's the national and international crossover. In sense, me coaching at the Arnold or me coaching at nationals USAPL should ban me from coaching at Powerlifting American Nationals or IPF Worlds. I would not. I've already told my lifters too. I will not go to IPF Worlds for because I do not believe they will allow me to be in there. So I'm not going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to go over there and I'm not going to be allowed. It's more so powerlifting America isn't suspending people as well as they're letting refs go back and forth. Yeah, that Again, was, that's I don't have thing. an issue with that. I hope they uh, keep doing that. My issue is when did they start being selective on that? I and, and choosing situations where they want to suspend. Well, No, I, I kind of do have an issue with it only because it's just ridiculous. Like, what are we doing? I have here? an issue with it being, it, it, it's, it's uh, a made up rule. Like, what are we doing here, though? Like, if you are going to, if, if you said, in case they start being selective on who they want to suspend, no, you can't be selective with who you're going to suspend and who you're not going to suspend. You have to be clear cut and Rondell. you have to be consistent. Exactly. So then I think, like, I don't want it to happen because Every I like these lifter. coaches getting it. But, like, if you are going to do this to another person, you have to repay the favor for everyone. That is what you have to do as an organization. You can't be selective with who you want to enforce your rules upon. Like, that is... Then it does turn into FIFA. <laughs> then it does turn into a bullshit organization. Yeah. I, I I don't want to see in the sense, like, I don't want to see people suffer from it, but it's like, okay, we're doing all this, and you're going to make this a, pretty much a circus and a clown act? I, you couldn't just let us test at the, um, do local drug tests at the, our drug tests at the local level? Couldn't, that was too yeah. ridiculous. This is not. This is not more ridiculous. <laughs> like that would have been great, right? Oh, I agree. That, like, wouldn't it be awesome? The fact is, we actually US, <laughs> USAPL actually had a decent logistical way of doing drug tests that was systematic, but that was illegal. But selectively suspending lifters is okay, because again, if Rondell is suspended based on that precedent, every single lifter who is switching from USAPL to PA in 2023 should be suspended as well, but they're not going to. They also are not suspending coaches from going back and forth between PA and USAPL. And they're not going to, because guess why? If they did that, no one's going to power team America. It's done. It's over because none of the lifters are going to serve a one year suspension and not compete. None of the coaches are going to be able to give up. Well, I'm not going to say all of them. Some of them will prefer their couple athletes that are 
world level people and ditch their local level people, but like myself and any other legitimate coaches are not going to ditch all of their athletes to coach two or three people at the PA nationals or IPS stage. So they know they can't do that, but I, I just feel like it's going to happen. Someone's eventually going to, it's going to happen to someone. And then that's when it's, I'm going to lose my ever loving mind. Yeah, it, it will. I think, I don't know. I think if, if it's going to be legitimate, if you're going to make these rules, you have to follow through with rules. You know, like that's, that's kind yeah. of where I'm standing right now. Like if you, if you're, if you're establishing a precedent, you have to continue with it with the establishment of that rule. Like just, it's going to suck and it will, it will probably ruin a federation in result because when I went to power of the American nationals, I'm like, okay, I just saw that dude last week at collegiate nationals. Like, what are we doing here? And shit, I was the one that was taken out to get talked to the guy who isn't a power of the America member and going between, I mean, I, I, I was the most legitimate thing there. <laughs> I, I paid, I paid to go in. That's all I did. So I don't know. It's the it, it does put somewhat of um, I don't know. Like I don't think it affects Sheffield in a way because I still think like it's one of these federational problems. So I posted on the story like a federa- like federations are acting. The the federations right now are the ones not acting professional. These are the conversations that I've been having. Like, how to grow powerlifting? Everyone conducts themselves as a professional. I think lifters are doing a fantastic job of being more professional, of making their own money, of trying to make money, of trying to grow the sport, of doing things that require extra effort, but it's to legitimize the sport and further legitimize the sport by taking it very seriously. But the federations is where I see the issue, where... Yeah, they're making rules to benefit a select few people, not be consistent with those rules, do things that possibly might hurt a certain group of people or they help a certain group of people, but doesn't really act. They don't see the actual growth in another, you know, say division or something where the focus should be. That's in the USAPL level. It's it, it, I, I think there's problems on both ends here where it, it's hurting. Oh, yeah. I mean, USAPL, speaking of Rondell and USAPL, I have a huge issue with the fact that they've still yet to implement the super easy system that I know was proposed because I proposed it to allow lifters to come over and compete and earn their pro card and get in our pro series. It's super. It, it was a super simple process. It, it takes. It would take literally five minutes just to announce that it's a process, and they still have yet to do mm. it. So USAPL has completely dropped the ball in this sense, and that's why he, I mean, Rondell wanted to go to Sheffield. USAPL was just allowing him to compete at local meets, and that was it. They weren't giving him any pathway to compete in the pro series and and do things that he wanted to do. I hope that they do it soon. They don't do it soon. They're dropping the ball just as much as the IPF is being unethical and dis, uh, deceitful in their ways of suspending people yeah and also we gotta unleash rondell you know just we gotta unleash a guy he's such a good lifter and right now like he's only surrounded by local meets that's it and you know there's great local meets there's tbs there's carolina primetime which qualifies as a pro meet but still a local meet in sense Rondell, that's like that's like the ceiling all... right now. He's got we got to get Rondell into one of these things because hell, if you don't do that, he just might go WRPF and kill it over there. So the one thing I wish that again, the, the system's kind of already in place and they're just not formally announcing it. They're going to invite international lifters based on the credentials to the Arnold, the top ones, which would be like Keenan and Rondell. That's that's literally what they said in the in the the invite process. And they would be put into the amateur side, which could win your pro card. So, I mean, very well, we're going to see if Rondell wants to do it. He's going to get an invite to the Arnold, to the amateur side of things. He can win his pro card and then be part of the pro series. They're just kind of not formally announcing how this all works to anyone. But I think that's kind of what it's leading to. I mean, I'm almost positive he's going to get an Arnold invite and he's going to get to go there and win a pro card. Hopefully he accepts that. I assume he would. I don't see why he would not want. Yeah, to do we that. need we need a Rondell but, at a big yes, stage? Unleash we need, Ron, a, unleash we need Rondell. Rondell to we want Rondell competing. In. We need to see him against guys. We need to see him against dudes. Like it's every it's everyone. It's like okay, put him against Atwood. Put him against Ash. Put him against Bob. Put him against Petrie. Put him against all these people. Let's see Rondell. 
We need, like, this, this is what I mean. Powerlifting needs good lifters to compete at big stages. Granted, I'm, I wasn't too keen on him getting the invite to Sheffield. If it ended up being that way, I would have had problems with it just because of my idea of Sheffield. You know, I'm not the run, running, the, running the meet or anything. Um, but still, like, at the very end, like, okay, well, we got to see Rondell compete against the best in the world, and he is one of the best lifters in the world. So I have no problems there. But I, I'm saying this right now. And you quote me on this, if Ray Williams gets into Sheffield, I might riot. And that's nothing against Ray Williams. That is absolutely nothing against Ray Williams. It is just how ridiculous this process has been. Or what what the proceed well, yeah, like how it ridiculous would, it, would it, would, it would be. It would just it would just make no sense. Would you admit everything was deceitful then in suspending Rondell since it literally verbatim is the same situation just for their poster child? It would be the all right. So here's my problem with deceit. Deceit has to be cunning and brilliant and smart and have a good end game. It's, it, you know, you have to have some sort of like end goal in this. <laughs> it would have just been so much easier just to tell Rondell, no, no, Rondell, you can't do Sheffield. And if Ray Williams got in, I'll be like, okay, I'm just still kind of pissed off that a guy who hasn't competed in IPF meet since 2019 is in, but that's about it. Now that I know this information, then I riot. <laughs> right? Like, that's. That's the uh, that's the conundrum I'm in right now. Is just like the process of everything because like, right. initially, if Ray Williams gets in, well, I, I like I'm, I said on I, the podcast I had... so initially, I, or on the uh, previous podcast, we did a chance. I would be upset because I don't think it. But at, at this level of just like casting a black shadow on what is going to be a really good thing for powerlifting. Don't do that. No, don't don't do it to the sport, it. please. Do we believe, don't need it. I very much, I very much believe Ray will be in Sheffield. I would, I would, if I was a big man, if we want to make a bet, I would, I would make another two white light bets with you that he will get in, and I will be looking forward to the riot that you. Yeah, that's the you. bet. Is you win the bet and I just riot. I don't know what I'm gonna Westheimer. I'm gonna call Dennis Rodman up and we're gonna we're, we're gonna riot. We're gonna break some things. I don't know if he's still here. He could be. I hope he is. You know what he said, though, to me? He was like, when I, I by, by breaking news, guys, I met Dennis Rodman at uh, Stogie's in Houston. He was getting a cigar, and he just walked in. And I'm like, what's happening right now? I think that's Dennis Rodman. And then he talked, and I'm like, holy shit, that is Dennis Rodman. And when I asked to take a picture of him, he's like, man, what joggers you wearing? Those are beautiful. I'm like, oh, they're Leffler bros. Like, I got to get me with some of those. I'm like, yeah, I could tell your jogger and like your sweatpants don't really fit right now either. I got to talk to CBN to get you a size because he was wearing just like a size. Was he, wearing, was he wearing Was he wearing sandals? He was wearing Birkenstocks, yellow, yellow so high socks and uh, sweatpants that didn't oh. fit him. And Dennis Rodman can do whatever say, he wants. But say, no socks, no socks and sandals would have been perfect for CB. That would have been like mm -hmm. and talking about Leffler bros. I mean, that would have been the perfect perfect stuff and again appreciate everyone who sent cb feet picks mm. i i get at least every like every couple of weeks someone lets me know it's, it's one of my favorite things ever yeah but um back to my so, yeah, i can't believe you interrupted them. my story with dennis rodman i'm talking to a legend here nba hall of famer one i thought we were doing a left floor i thought I, well no I thought, but i was real? i was getting to it no this is we he was like those are beautiful yeah he's like this is beautiful joggers i'm like oh you can get them at leftlawbros.com and use promo code 2wl15 because you will look good dennis rodman off the platform, on the platform, on the court, off the court. You're not playing anymore. You look good no matter what. Use that promo code 2 15 and there's more stuff. I don't know if we make sizes for guys that big. We make sizes for a whole lot of people. Joggers, um, socks, cop tees, and there's a big sale coming up as well. Use that promo code 2 15 Use promo code ORC15. Get yourself all the Left Lower Bros merchandise you need. And yes, I was doing an ad read because I got to tell him my discount code. And CB, if you see a purchase for Dennis Rodman, I don't know where you're going to ship it to because I don't know where Dennis Rodman lives currently. But if you see Dennis Rodman come up, come up and he use that promo code, you got me to think. Hopefully he bought a lot. I don't know how his financial situation is anymore. He did go into some detail. <laughs> One of the most random encounters in my life. I am not joking about this. Dennis Rodman told us, a lot of things that didn't make any sense. And he left and I, you know, so I'm going to go into a stupid story right now. He came in to Stogie's and then talked about how he lived in Hawaii 
He's like, man, Hawaii is the best because it's all about love, guys. All about love. I lived there. We got to pass love on to the children. Got to pass love on to the children. They got to be born with that. They got to grow up with love. That's what I got. That's all I got to love right now. Because I was rich, poor, and it was better being rich. It was better being rich. You know what I do for a living now? I have sex. And then he just left. And I'm like, I don't think this actually happened. It felt like it didn't happen. Because Dennis Rodman was there for five minutes, ended off on he, what he does for a living is have sex, and then walked out and didn't see him. Does he have, does he have an OnlyFans? He should. If any, if any former athlete is to have search? a If any athlete has an OnlyFans, it's Dennis Rodman. Then I just thought about all the awesome what? things he did, like, in his career. I mean, some will call it awesome. Some will call it very bizarre. Remember when he, des- uh, for a book signing, he um, wore a wedding dress and dressed as a woman and then did the book signing as just in a full-on bride? Yep. Thing. That was so crazy. Didn't uh, know does, really- look, does not look like he has an OnlyFans. Okay. I do not see one. I'm glad that's in your search history now. All right. Speaking I, of I went private, so that I don't have to, so I don't have to. Uh, uh, I don't buy it. Go back I don't buy those. In, I don't. I don't believe Dennis in the in- OnlyFans, and then have my wife asking, "Why are you searching for Dennis Rodman OnlyFans?" I don't know. I think that's easy explainable. He's the worm. Uh, but I don't believe in the incognito tabs. I'm not buying it. Someone's getting that information. I don't know who it is, but someone is. I don't care. You can you can see all the fucked up things. It's not it's not a big deal on me. But speaking of ridiculous things, there's more, kinda. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That you heard the yeah, grapevine. We're gonna get to bashing the USAPL a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Finally, yeah we're gonna get. Much, it's gonna be even much. out. It's gonna be. This is gonna. This episode's yeah, gonna even out eventually. We we can't help but the IPF is just handing us the stuff. So well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and be discreet here because. Uh, to not give away too much that would uh, say who gave me this information. But um, I have under very, very good report that Gaston would like to change the rules of sumo deadlift because he doesn't like sumo either. I'm all for um, it. Don't quote me on this, but I, I think it was something about stance width and creating like a max stance width and bringing it in or something like that, which obviously, Angelo, yes, you would yeah, be all for, all that. for it. No, yes. I'm all for it because it's consistent. He also it's consistent wants to change sumo. Yeah, exactly. No, that's consistent. We're we're doing everything now. If you change bench range of motion, you have a legitimate argument against sumo. I actually agree with that. I do. I actually right. do. I, I think all of it's ridiculous, but yeah. I do actually agree with consistency there. If you think bench arch is an issue, I I will argue full on that sumo is way more advantageous in the sense of some of the lower weight classes than the arches. Yeah, it's it. And then if you, if you want to, and then, then that's where, that's where I say the French low bar should be looked at, but that's going to stay probably. Well, that's going to stay They're going to know all of it. I would never sumo and they're going to allow the French low bar. Like I said, in all these Q and A's and all these things that people do, or then they ask me questions and why I don't like the French low bar. It's like, I had no problems with it until they started making rules against a bench press. You started making rules against a bench press. I'm going to start looking at other lifts, right? You have to be consistent. I think it's ridiculous looking the French low bar. And I, I, Hey, for people on social media, if you look at comments, sumo width is now becoming a thing. It's becoming a problem. Dan Grisby got a lot of it for, um, for his amazing deadlift at uh, the American Pro. We got to start looking at it. <laughs> I mean, I agree with that. I agree with I'll that. Go I, to, I, would I might join go. Gassan's uh, federation or Gassan's uh, U.S. affiliate if that's the case because I'll be like, okay, you, I'm you, you, take that, Ina. <laughs> I couldn't call uh, – yeah, you, you helped Ina. I couldn't call you automatically the best 83 no. in the world since Russ doesn't really have an arch or uh, – he does, but not – well, oh, no, I wouldn't be the best deadlifter in the world. I wouldn't be the best uh, lifter in the world still. I would just do it just because, like, I you'd get be the uh, best deadlifter. Yeah, f- yeah, Federate. I'll just be so easily there because. Yeah, Ina, Soon, Jabril. I mean, Soon would still be in. Shun. Shun, 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 how Shun. Said, Shun. Now I'm forgetting. Yes, Shun. 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 
Shun would still be probably in USAPL, but uh, Nick Manders and Eno would be screwed. Yeah, that's I'm all for it. Do it. Um, if that, that's actually little little did they know Gaston's uh, or Gaston's fed that you'll make a fan with that sumo rule. I hope people are reading through the sarcasm, but at at a point I don't even know if I'm being sarcastic anymore because this is this is my thing. I'm big fairness guy. If you're gonna start making rules, you got to be consistent across the board. So if you start if you start listening to Instagram comments and he if Gaston wants to change sumo deadlifts and you you have my approval, go ahead and do it. Just fuck up your fed. Do I agree. it. Do it. I agree. Do it. Mess I mean, up. Mess you, up your federation. We've argued. We've argued. We've argued a little bit, but I agree. If you're going to suspend Rondell, you should suspend everyone. Be consistent. If you're going to suspend some APU coaches, you got to suspend the PA coaches. If you're going to change bench, you better change sumo on the French low bar. Like it's. It's all the biggest issue here is less about. I'll call them made up rules still because none of these are legitimate rules that are being enforced that are actually WADA and IOC based. Um, but the biggest issue is how selective they are. They, they change what they want to change, not consistency across the board and how they enforce things and change stuff. So should we should we bash on USAPO real quick to even things out? Well, you get to. I'm actually for this decision as well. <laughs> the, the USAPO. Well, yeah, you love this. I mean, honestly, one, I'm going to formally thank whoever complained to the USAPL because you've given us some awesome content. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it. Honestly, it's been a month and I haven't heard anything, so I don't know if they ever notify you. I'm really you know hoping over, you're in the so clear here. it's over. Yeah, I'm hoping you're in the clear. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't have another one of my friends go down to the USAPL hammer. I, can't, I just can't. <laughs> I, this, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. So, uh, yeah, I on vacation, I'm in Cabo. It's like a Thursday night. I get an email, and honestly, I thought the email was fake at first because it was all it said for the title was USAPL. And then the actual email, I'm not going to say all of it because I don't want to give away names or anything, but it was like super short. Like it was just like, I'm, I'm a USAPL investigator. Please give me a call about a code conduct complaint. And I thought it was like some spam email. And so I started Googling and looked up, and this person who had emailed me was legitimate. And I email the back like hey i need a little bit more proof that like this is an actual like inquiry and phone call we need to have because i that that was it, it was seemed like a very informal email as well as usapl did not notify me at all that this was coming i'm just all of a sudden being contacted by a lawyer he messaged me back he seems valid good information so i hop on a call with him right away i mean I'm, my wife is getting ready so i was like man let's just do it i don't feel like thinking about this let's just let's just get this done before dinner um, and yeah, someone filed a, a code of conduct complaint about uh, us calling people, uh, uh, calling someone a bad coach. I don't know who that might be. Mm -hmm. I had, think, I, I, I mentioned three people. Yeah. I'm not going to re-mention those people um, for multiple reasons, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it, that was it. I, 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 I mentioned on the previous podcast, I was more upset that this actually got put through because as I was talking with this lawyer, he, he kind of like, is two, two white lights has nothing to do with. USA powerlifting, you don't have any like affiliation with them. Like, no, like we're like, he's like, yeah, I just, you have freedom of speech. I'm like, yeah, yeah. like, we have, I mean, we're freelance. Matter is, is I've, we've said, we said way worse things. I feel like mm. on this podcast than what we said on that. I don't know if uh, I, someone just got, I don't know if I should mention this, but I think right now it's kind of like free range based on what I've seen. Like, I think you could just start doing this to a lot of people who it, you say something that they don't like. I think it establishes a bad precedent. Well, what I what I learned from this is, I think most, not most, uh, more a lot of complaints get sent to this lawyer that are going to get turned down immediately. Like mm -hmm. it's not like only like high level ones get sent to this point. Like it's not like oh you molested a child or you sexually harassed someone or you threatened to kill your girlfriend and stalked her to me. Um, like those ones are obviously getting put through, but it sounded like more often than not, it, it was just kind of silly things that just had to be kind of investigated. Just make sure it's Wait, not a big deal. And then they're kind of I'm, cut off. I'm, tr I'm trying to go back into the, this episode of just remembering what was exactly said. Poach clients, bad coach, stupid coach, even. Are we not allowed to say that? 
Well, again, I'm, I just want to know. They're like, we didn't. Like, I, I, that's why I want to know. Like, no, like we, where we is, where's the line? I mean, even even if I even if I was told not to do it, I wouldn't stop doing it. I do. I mean, it, in hindsight, I will say that how it was brought up could have been better. But I'm never going to uh, not call someone a bad coach because I think they're a bad coach. Was, like if I if I see something, I'm going to say I'm going to state that. Was your language or was it personally insulting in ways? Like I I, I can't remember what was exactly said. I don't want you to repeat it, but I'm trying to like are, are you, like what was what was on what grounds? Just so I know, we didn't really say much other exactly, than exactly right. And honestly, I I do, that's did, all we did. I'm, I I got to maybe really listen to episode. I, again, I don't I don't know who reported it. It's anonymous. I mean, I can make guesses and I'm not going to say who I think it might have been. But like it wasn't it wasn't Joe, it wasn't you, it wasn't Marcel, so it was just me. So it had to have been someone that I talked about. Okay. So, All right. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Exactly. That's why I'm asking you these questions cuz I didn't get this email. Hopefully I didn't get it. Hopefully it didn't go under spam and I've been ignoring people for a while. I maybe <laughs> got to double check um my spam folder to see if anything has actually been sent to me, but I just want to know. Yeah, exactly where that line is because I have, I mean, I have seen the line, um, potentially quoting the office in a more extreme extravagant yes. way is definitely a line. <laughs> um, that's been drawn in the sand and I'm trying well, to we know threat. We know threatening to kill your girlfriend, stalking her at meets is a line. We know that has resulted in a suspension. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I know that. That that actually, that, I think I think that's actually decently legitimate. No, that's good. That one I kind of. I, oh no, I you're of, not. I, I agree. I agree with that one. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll, so we'll, we'll do we'll do suspensions for that. So one. that's crossing the line. But where is the line? Are you the line now? Are you that line and making a Instagram story on over embellishing a joke in the office to an, an extreme fashion? I would say so, is so, that is that the line something, though? Something I brought up. Well, something I brought up because, like, this was a social media thing. Yeah. This was not a USAPL thing or at a meet thing or anything like that. Uh, I think you've heard about the situation that apparently there was some girl who was blasting the N word on her stories and she <laughs> was reported laugh. to the USAPL. <laughs> well, yeah. She was reported to the USAPL. Yeah. That has, that has nothing to do with us, what people do on their social media. Yeah. Um, Again, I actually don't necessarily disagree with them saying that. Because it wasn't targeted anyone, though. People on social. But this is yes. where the thing, it wasn't targeted anyone. If they called someone a racial slur and it was targeted at someone, then they would probably be suspended. I don't think there's any, like... Ag agreed. I, I agree with that because that was target. I mean, but, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say I was targeting. Who yeah, knows? you mentioned so, But, again, like, I'm just trying to figure out the line here. If I go on this podcast and say... Like I have before that resulted in a 45-minute conversation that this person annoys me on the platform. Um, they just frustrate me or they annoy me. They annoy. I think the word I use is annoy the hell out of me. Um, and they should have got a high squat call at Nationals. Is that, is that the line? Am I crossing the line or not crossing the line by doing that. If I start speaking critically of lifters and their abilities or their decision-making, which we do quite a bit on here. We should invite the USAPL investigative lawyer on to discuss the line. Yeah. The, the line. Actually, you know what? I can, I get, well, maybe we won't have him on cause he probably wouldn't do that, but I, I coach a lawyer. We can't I, I, He's a big fan. He's I guarantee he's listening to this right now after when it's released. We should have him on and figure out what is the line based off of uh, his his law expertise. Yeah, I, yeah, that's where I mean, you know that that would be a great episode. Just alternate scenarios of what is crossing the line or what is the line and what's not crossing the line. That that actually might be a segment opportunity. The line with two white lights. Like I, 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 and see how far we can get before we get another code of conduct complaint and it actually results in a suspension. Yeah, well, we got to say everything hypothetically and allegedly. That that's one way we can, I think, maneuver our way out of this. Well, just Solana's, asking if something is honestly, why does Solana not get an email because she said it? Yeah, Solana is not getting any of these emails. I'm actually going to check my spam email. 
uh, really quick. I'm about to actually email. I'm actually about to email USAPL to <laughs> just, let them know that they need to investigate Solana and just, everything she is. We uh, that everything that's been wrong that we said she has said personally. It's, it's, yeah. it's, we're just we're just speaking what she has told us to say. Yeah. Um, God, I I am actually checking with this right now. It looks like I'm good. Well, I could give you. Sweet. I could give you the name to search or the email. No, I got. So I'm, I, I'm in. I'm podcast. just in junk right now, so I don't think they. Hopefully, they just don't purge things. But I think they'll actually re-up the email. But uh, I was just. I don't know. I was just checking because I don't know. I think I say some things on here that it's it's just as bad as what you said. I think I've been critical of people before. Granted, I think I've been the most critical of people on the untested side. And I guess that is the good side about the untested side. You just do whatever the hell you want. Aside from you can hang on curtains if you want to. At weigh-ins. I don't much. even think that re- resulted in an actual suspension. I saw Gerald compete immediately. Yeah. I was so confused so, at Ghost Class. I was like, cool. isn't he suspended? I'm like, that wasn't even a whole year. And he wasn't. He wasn't suspended. So, I don't know. I guess I like if, if we're going to have our insults, it's got to be people on the untested side because they literally can't do anything about it aside from maybe shove us at a meet or threaten to have a confrontation with you, Angelo, next time I see you. And that confrontation never happened, nor is eye contact even made. So, I don't know. Maybe that's that's exactly. the worst. That's the worst you're going to get. But, yeah, I, I'm sure you're happy that yeah. I am the first one to get a code of conduct complaint. <laughs> And that, that Aren't you glad? You we're proudly. Aren't you glad that I, that I asked you to be a co-host of the show? You've never had these problems prior to being on Two White Lights. Now all oh, the problems I, you I have powerlifting related is Two White Lights related. Yeah, I have no problem with it because we, we talk. I'll, I'll explain. Here, I'll explain the psychology of Two White Lights at this point for me because you, you, we talked. It, you've mentioned it before. You actually just mentioned it on Joe's podcast on Stimmed Out about how you were kind of worried about having me on because, like, I'm a coach will affect my business and whatnot. One, I learned very early on that no matter how nice you are, people get pissed at you Mm -hmm. and they go after you. And the nicer you are, the more they'll keep coming at you because they aren't scared of you. Mm -hmm. The more we stand our ground and don't hold back and are just brutally honest. And we just don't think for the most part, we like try and overly start things. It tends to be something that like, People get pissed at us for something we say. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think for the most part, we don't overly start things. I won't say I'm perfect with that, but we stand our ground. Out and I, I don't care to not, I don't care about what I say because I realize that the more brutally honest and kind of a dick you are, the less people screw with you. Mm. Yeah. I, um... because they know, they know they're just going to, they, we won't shut up. That's why we, that's why we just keep these little things going because People eventually shut up because they realize that we won't. Yeah, we just started so. off super positive, I think, um, as far as, like, our first – I mean, I get, granted, I guess the football comparisons, there was, you know, our first element of controversy thrown in there. But I thought, like, you know, we, we made the, you know, the, the famous hybrid recap. And we were like, all right, you know, maybe it wasn't our best recap. We're trying to learn how to do recaps as we go. But, like, I don't think we said anything mean or bad about anyone. I thought maybe – you know, uh, Matt, uh, Julius Maddox, or people listening who are fans of Julius Maddox, I don't think Julius Maddox would listen to the podcast ever, talking about a potential, this bad call on his bench press, and he never got a press command or a rack command. Oh, it was a rack command, I believe. Um, uh, maybe, maybe that was it. Yeah. Calling what we see, but no, it was someone that we actually gave compliments to. <clears throat> so, yeah, you're my right. Tipping point like, if we got nice. Gold, my, I know my exact tip. I know my exact tipping point. It was Leah Goldring at Nationals who went off on the sexist <laughs> rant of us when I was 100% correct about the situation. I was correct on her placing. And that's when I realized I can no longer just be nice. I'm just going to speak. I'm not trying to necessarily be mean. We just, we, we joke that we say what everyone says in the group chats. We're all saying it. We're just saying it publicly and we don't have a filter. And I, it's, yeah, you, you, at a certain point, you just got to start giving, stop giving two craps. I kind of talked about Shun. We just at the end of like the, the rant. Not the rant, but the talk about Shun is like he probably the first time he ever experienced like the social media backlash. And once you once you do this kind of stuff publicly for a while, you get you get used to just ignoring all the social media backlash and you just laugh and you realize the best way one you ignore it or two, uh, you uh, continue to make a joke out of it on two white lights until the person realizes that uh, they can never win Mm -hmm. or 
Or if it's social media related, you can, I don't know, type out, I'm going to go with 1,300 words about a story a uh, 20-year-old made, an anonymous Q&A, and then quickly delete them. You knew that as well. There's a lot of ways to handle it. You can do what. You can do whatever you'd like, but I, I found that uh, trying to be politically correct and be nice all the time didn't work very well. So I really don't care anymore. I just, as well as, uh, as long as my, I, I, my favorite part is when I tell my wife these things, she laughs and supports them. So as long as my wife laughs and supports everything I say, I don't care what anyone else says. Yeah. Um, it's almost the opposite with my girlfriend because she's like, I uh, kind of like you getting paid potentially to do this. And it feels like if you burn all the bridges, no one will ever pay you to do things. I'm like, Valid point. Till that happens, I guess we're going to continue to do this. But hey, the results are in. If you guys enjoy your Spotify wrapped, which I'm sure none of you do while seeing these, I do because it was fantastic to see that 988 people have two white lights as their most listened to podcasts. That was amazing. But then also another 4,000 people have us as their, their top 10 podcasts. You know, 3,000 people as our top, their top five podcast. It's working. And I like to send out a special thank you to the best fans in powerlifting, the fans of hashtag bad journalism. You, the two white lights fans. I wish I can give you guys all free t shirts, but I cannot. And also, the inventory is very low, but you guys are the best. We love you. I always like seeing those Spotify rap things. I used to hate Spotify wrapped. I used to hate it. I'm like, I don't care what you guys listen to. Um, I think you all have shitty taste in music, but now I just love them as long as like I'm on the, the list of top five podcasts. So it's a little bit of narcissism thrown in there too, but do we have any idea? Because I wish Apple would do it. I mean, do we have any idea what our breakdown of Spotify versus Apple percentages? Oh, uh, I can't tell like, cause I could assume people might, there might be both like you're subscribed to both, but <coughs> Apple's good too. I mean, we have a lot of followers and subscribers on Apple Podcasts and listeners as well. So it's you get both of those. I think people listen to some more Spotify as far as podcasts go, but yeah, they don't. They don't, Apple Podcasts. I can search afterwards because I didn't really do that today. Um, I can search afterwards like the actual analytics if they actually do something like this, like a wrapped. I, I don't know if they do. They definitely don't do anything. But I mean, you can see. Oh yeah, the can, analytics. I, I'm sure on Spotify. And- it's Apple consistent. Spotify, yeah. you can see listens, and you can see a percentage base of listens, and get an idea. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's pretty consistent as far as um, you know, Spotify to Apple. But yeah, wanted wanted to send that special thank you to all of you tuning in to this episode. Oh, and um, if you're listening to this episode, hashtag best fans ever. Boom. You got you got you got one to post on your story. If you guys listen to this podcast at fifty. Five minutes actually is going to change because I didn't record the intro yet. But yeah, around 55 minutes, you guys say hashtag best fans ever. Hell, we might send you a free t-shirt. Steve, you got a commercial gym story for me. Let's do it. What would you like? You want something more of like base, unethical base, just yeah, weird. This, that'll, that'll, what do you want no, let's do unethical. Let's fit the trend of the podcast. Unethical. Actually, this this is both. This is unethical and sex based. So usually um, they're they go hand in hand. One thing. Ever notice that? One thing I actually thought I was pretty. Yeah, they do. One thing I was pretty good at for the most part in my tenure was hiring. Um, I, I had a system of how I hired people, and I did a really good job. I, looking back, there was only one person of the dozens of people I hired that ever ended up being a complete wash, and it was this specific person. My biggest issue with him and why I almost didn't hire him is because when I went on his Instagram, I could see that he was posting a bunch of pics where he was almost showing his dick. Like those those pics where you pull the mm. front of your underwear down to like almost show the shaft, but you don't. And there's just so many things that just kind of said that this guy is probably a creep. Um, and I was very right. I hired him. He ended up being great for a while. Honestly, I really liked him at first. He did a great job. He was doing awesome. Um but then things started to happen. A couple things started to happen. Um, I, I, so I don't know how this is, this could get really long winded, but I had a couple clients that I trained that I specifically trained them as the man. I, I didn't train very many people as the manager. I trained them because I knew if they went to another trainer, there would be issues. 
um, because they were clients who I knew would want to have sex with their trainer. Um, and I was not going to have sex with these people. Um, so I coached, I trained them specifically. One of the reasons, because I knew if they went to anyone else, I would have some issues here. Um, that didn't stop this specific person from sleeping with both of these people. Mm -hmm. And I, I eventually found out because not only was he sleeping with one of my clients who was married, I found out mainly because she got super jealous because her friend who was married, who she referred to this trainer was sleeping with him too. And she kept getting very super jealous and telling me about it to which led me to understand that, oh, she's sleeping with him too, which then I had another client who got really pissed at him because he, uh, he was, he slept with her and then ditched her and came in one day and tried to rat him out for having sex with her and doing coke with her that Saturday. Mm. Um, this trainer also would come in on Sundays and he had a client who had dementia. Um, and that <laughs> client never entered the gym, but he would come in on Sundays and clock in, say that he trained that person and then clock out. And we finally saw security footage of him just like leaving the building and coming back to clock out when he was done for the day. And so he, he trained like 30 something sessions with this person. So he's having sex with multiple clients of mine. I know he was having sex with multiple clients of his own. Meanwhile, he has a girlfriend this entirety of this time. He also had sex with one of my employees who was also one of the, uh, one of the trainers who was one of my employees. He is stealing sessions. I notify are higher ups about this uh they tell me they cannot do anything about the sex thing they ignore the stealing of sessions and then they promote him to a manager position in another gym oh okay so there was oh so he just he fit he uh failed upwards yes he failed upwards he, Usually, he had sex with probably <laughs> close to a dozen of a dozen of our clients he stole sessions that we had proof about and he got promoted yeah usually your stories end with like yeah and then they had to fire this person or this person was kicked out of the gym or the fbi takes him out this one ends up like and this guy now owns multiple gyms and he is worth uh 50 million dollars he, he also cooked he also made his own steroids at home and squatted very high oh that's the worst part what a piece of shit. He took copious amounts of, he took, he, he was one of those guys that kind of looked almost purple because his blood pressure was so high, but he made his own steroids. Um, and he was very insecure about his high squats because we would make fun of him and he'd get very insecure about them. That's a really he easy also, thing to change. Another fun fact, you know, he, he was actually, again, like when I first met him for the first three months, I actually liked him until all this stuff started coming out and I started realizing how much of a dirtbag he was. Um, the other, other, he was one of those guys, like kind of us, we just shoot crap back and forth and make fun of each other. And he was really, he was, he was cool with that. Except for one time we made fun of him because he told us that he would, he, until he was an adult, he had no idea you were supposed to sit away from the toilet because his mom had taught him to sit towards the toilet because it's easier to flush that Dude, way. Dude, that's a South Park episode. <laughs> that is the most logical thing to do though. I'm on this guy's side about that. I mean, I don't do it, but I get it. What was the, the episode? Butters thought you sit on the toilet that way so you can put there's a place for your comic books. That may be that may be how it came up because we were talking about South Park. I don't know, but he got very offended by that. Well, <laughs> I mean, your whole worldview is smashed, but I mean, they they did make a toilet. So it's like it it looks like a seat, but if you just turn it around and sit on it differently, then it actually there's some logic behind it. I don't know. Up until steroid. <laughs> I mean, you lost me at steroids and high squats. <laughs> you know, that's that's where I drew the line there. A lot of lines. That, is that, that's where you drew the line, not yeah, not the what, sex what and the coke ball, and the yeah. stealing. It was the steroids and the high yeah, squats. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that was it too much. right there. I can't handle that. But, you know, the toilet thing, I am I might be on this guy's team. But granted, again, I don't do it because of uh, what society told me to do, and I just am stuck in my ways. But you're thinking outside the box. His mom must have been bullying him, too. It's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess with my kid, and just tell him to sit on the toilet the wrong way his entire life. That's great, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I would actually like it would have been fun to find that realization of him. Like you just like walk in on like taking a dump one day, and he's just sitting on the toilet the wrong way. Like, hey, man, uh, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing that? Why are you sitting on the toilet that way? And like, excuse me? How does everyone else sit on a toilet? And yeah, that would be a great, like, uh, Seinfeld episode waiting to happen. All right. Well, that'll do it. 
in this episode of Two White Lice. We got a lot of uh, episodes to come. Virginia Pro is happening uh, very soon. We'll have an episode for you on that next week. Two White Lights Awards, everyone's favorite award show, is coming up very soon as well. Um, Steve on his page had already some submissions. We're going to continue with those. Remember, it's Two White Lights, so you're going to get some legitimate stuff there, and you're going to have off-the-wall crazy stuff that we like to do. Very similar to my draft, in which I won. Also, i like to thank myself for winning that draft. Killed it. Oh, Destroyed yeah. you. You did not. I'm not counting that one. I'm not counting that one. What? That's garbage. That my win is way more legitimate than Steven's. When he won his, I, I actually I will agree with that. I will agree with so that. So we yes. can't discount two thirds of our drafts. We have three of them. But I'm pretty sure I should have won two out of three so far. And, and then I haven't. Instead, I haven't and won any. You didn't. You didn't win. I won because when you guys were trying to find rivalries in powerlifting, which there's very very few of, the real rivalries in powerlifting are stupid things and inanimate objects. I'm sorry. Rondell, Rondell versus the IPF would be a first-round pick at this point. Yeah, now it will be. Wait for next year's draft. That would have been. That would have actually. You know what? I, I don't know if that would have been first round. We got to see more stuff. Rondell's very, Rondell's very nice. I wouldn't have been nice about this. Yeah. I would have been very upset about all this, and so is Sanjeev, very well-mannered person. Because I would have lost my mind. Um, just, just this very idea that it's like you could have told me no. You know, we could have just said absolutely nothing. But, yeah, so we got a lot of episodes to come in Two White Lights. The year's almost over. And get ready for uh, a strong end of the year and a strong start to the year as well. Also, I almost failed to mention this. We got to revisit those football comparisons very soon. Oh, yeah. That's that's in the books. We're going to revisit those football comparisons. We're going to see how correct they were and then make some new ones if we need to. Oh, man, I love I love that you were the Arizona maybe, Cardinals. Maybe, maybe get another code of conduct complaint based on some of the people we <laughs> talked about on that. Yeah, I love that you – yeah, I think you volunteered to be the Arizona Cardinals. So – No. Well, no, I had you pick as the Arizona – I had you pick because I don't think it's right for me to pick, and I agreed to it. I, yeah. I didn't mind No, that I mean, I, at the time, it was like Cliff Kingsbury is a solid guy. No. Well, honestly, if we did this last year, it would be they were good last year. This no, year they were good. They they're always good. Like at the start of the year, and then something. Cliff comes is just an idiot. He's just just not a good coach. I I think he's gonna get fired probably next week. So I don't know. It was just I looking back on him. I was looking through him today. I'm like that one's funny <laughs> because at the time we're like this is a good compliment, and now I'm like this is a really this is the worst. It might actually be worse than Kevin well, Can being to compared to Detroit Lions because, well, you know, I'm, no, I don't, I don't disagree because I don't take offense to it, even knowing now. Because if we go no, back I, to I then, understand. I was not, I, I was not who I am now. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's, like, it's just looking like back in, at all in of the them, sense of like coaching. In the sense of coaching, I was not who okay. I am now, and like who I coach, and like what I've done. Like I, I had a lot happen the last. So I, I actually don't take offense to the fact that maybe it wasn't the best comparison if we're looking at it now. Like I, isn't isn't that cool though? How you can not take offense to things that yeah. we say, even if like when we meant we went somewhat well, we meant well with something, but like maybe it didn't play out very well. But you don't have to take offense to it. It's like this super cool thing you can do. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. It's, you can uh, just not take offense to it, and you can actually like un- have an understanding no, that other people are here's not the thing. trying to be dicks. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Um, I actually do enjoy <laughs> that uh, people take offense to it because I'm a uh, toxic person. I mean, that's what we make. We actually do make our living off of people taking offense to things that they shouldn't take. Exactly. About, like, so. if, if I mean, I don't disagree, but I'm just, I'm just saying that, that like, was said and like criticized or football comparisons. Like, you one probably want to be on the show, and then two, like, we probably want to get as many listens. So people actually got to be offended. Continue to be offended, people. Like, we actually kind of need that. Um, all right, that'll do it for this episode of Two White Lights. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.